This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 147 is going to be from 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. As God's people, we should never just simply accept it as fact that we have to sin. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13 reads, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God is not going to tempt us beyond what we are able. He is always going to provide a means of escape. The devil does not have the ability to tempt us beyond what we are capable of handling. He can only tempt us in one of three ways, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. God has put restrictions upon Satan. He cannot go beyond our free will. We have a choice as to whether or not we are going to sin. And we have a choice to choose not to sin. We are never forced to sin. As God's people, we should never just simply accept it as fact that we have to sin. But our part is not the most important part here. God's grace is the most important part. And God is faithful. He is always going to provide a means of escape. He is never going to leave us without a door out of sin. He wants us to take it. He desires us to take it. And so he has provided it through his son. No temptation is overtaking you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God always provides a means of escape from temptation. And he allowed our his son to come to this earth and to provide an example as to how we should handle temptation. In Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, Jesus gives us an example because he was tempted in all points as we are, yet he did not have sin in his life. And so he shows us how to take the means of escape. In Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, the Bible reads, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness, to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, Throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Then Jesus said to him, It is written, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. 
Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. As God's people, we should never just simply accept it as fact that we have to sin. God has provided a means of escape. God has also provided us an example of how to take the means of escape. His son was tempted by Satan in all three points, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. And he showed us what the means of escape is. In Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 4, the devil asked him to turn stones to bread. And Jesus answered and said to him, it is written. You see, there is the grace. God has provided us a book, the scriptures, in order to know how to escape temptation. He answered him and said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 3. Jesus knew the Old Testament scriptures. And when Satan tempted him in this way, he said, it's written. Here's the means of escape that God has given us. All we have to do is take it. All we have to do is watch Jesus, listen to Jesus, and learn from him. And we will know how to escape temptation. The devil didn't stop there, though. The devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple. He said, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. And here's where devil even knows the scriptures. He says, he shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a, a stone. Psalms 91 and verse 11. But Jesus said this. He said, it is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. And so when the devil tried to use scripture out of context, Jesus said, no. It is written, and here's how we get out of this temptation. He went back to Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 16 and says, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. But the devil wasn't done. He had one more way that he wanted to tempt Jesus. And so he took him up on an exceedingly high mountain. He showed him all the kingdoms of the world. He said, If you'll bow down and worship me, I'll give you all this. But once again, Jesus takes the means of escape. And he says, It is is written. You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. From Deuteronomy 6 and verse 13, Deuteronomy 10 and verse 20, Joshua chapter 24 and verse 14, Jesus understood the Old Testament. And he said, Satan, when you tempt me, I'm going to use the word of God. I'm going to use the means of escape that God is faithful in giving to me every single time. And Satan fled from him. Resist the devil and he shall flee from you. And so Jesus used his means of escape. He did not just simply accept the fact that he had to sin because he didn't. Sin is a choice in our lives. And Jesus understood this. He knew this. And he knew that his God was faithful and would provide a means of escape from every temptation. We simply need to know it. As God's people, we should never just simply accept it as fact that we have to sin. Yes, all of us have sinned. Romans chapter 3 and verse 23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But that is not a reason to simply give up and sin. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 48, Jesus said this, Therefore you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. God has provided grace. And if we simply will take it in our lives, we can have it. 
And in this instance, that grace is giving us his word and his son as an example in our lives so that we do not have to be overpowered by sin. We can use the word of God, which is God's power unto salvation. Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And we can defeat Satan, not with our own power, not with our own power, but with God's grace that he has given to us. We can defeat Satan because he has given us something that is very powerful. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, able to divide soul from spirit, bone from marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. God's grace is powerful in that he gave us his son, who is the word, to help us escape every temptation that the devil may throw our way. As God's people, we should never just simply accept it as fact that we have to sin. But we should know that God is faithful and that his grace can help us. It can move us toward what God wants us to be. In Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, the Bible says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If we want to know how to escape sin, we have to learn from the master teacher. We have to come to him with all of our labor and heavy burdens, and he can give us rest. When we truly know that we are right with God, that's rest, that's peace, and God is faithful. He provided a book showing us, detailing us how to avoid sin in our lives. He gave us his son as an example. Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church, the pillar, and the ground of the truth. God has given us his word so that we can know how to conduct ourselves. He has showed us as an example his son so that we can follow him, so that we can come to him and have rest, so that we can learn from him and find rest for our souls. And his yoke is not burdensome. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. As God's people, we should never just simply accept it as fact that we have to sin. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verses 1 through 4, the Bible says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ, I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are not you are still not able, for you are still carnal, for where there is envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For when one says I'm of Paul and another I'm of Apollos, are you not carnal? If we want to learn how to avoid sin, we have to grow up as God's people. We have to allow God's grace to change us, to mold us, and to shape us into who he wants us to be. We have to learn from him, and we have to stop being carnal or babes in Christ and move beyond it so that we can learn and grow and mature as Christians. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 1 through 11, the Bible says, Dare any of you having a matter against another go to law before the unrighteous 
and not before the saints? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If then you have judgments concerning things pertaining to this life, do you appoint those who are least esteemed by the church to judge? I say this to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you, not even one who will be able to judge between his brethren? But brother goes to law against brother, and that before unbelievers. Now therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not rather let yourself be cheated? No, you yourselves do wrong and cheat, and you do these things to your brethren. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor exhorters will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So he goes through a whole long list of things that are sinful in our lives. And he says, and such were some of you. We don't have to sin. We can change. We can come out from amongst the world and be separate. We can stop loving the world. It is within our power because God has provided a means of escape from every sin. All we have to do is take it. As God's people, we should never just simply accept it as fact that we have to sin. There is no reason why we have to sin. We have a choice in our lives, as demonstrated here in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 1-11. through 11. They were that way, but they stopped being that way, and they allowed the blood of Christ to wash them, to sanctify them, to justify them. They allowed God's grace to provide a means of escape from those temptations. They took it, and we don't have to go back to it. We choose to if we do. But God has provided a means of escape for us. He has provided his son for us. And he has given us his grace. Something that is mighty and powerful in our lives. In Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But verse 24 is often left out of this. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood, through faith, to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed, to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. And so, yes, we all have sinned, but that's why God gave us his Son. That's why he provided grace for us. And all we have to do is reach out and take it. All we have to do is reach out and be faithful to him. And we can take a way out of sin. We don't have to sin. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 1 it says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Verse 2, Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? As God's people, we should never just simply accept it as fact that we have to sin. We are given a choice. By God. He has provided grace for us. 
so that we do not have to sin. He has provided his word and he has provided his son to be an example for us. If we'll simply live the way that he wants us to live, we can escape from sin. Sin is not forced upon us. The devil doesn't have that power. We can live righteously. We can take the means of escape. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect, but that God's grace is always there if we will simply reach out and take it. As God's people, we should never just simply accept it as fact that we have to sin. We can be obedient. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Byway Media by visiting our website, bywaymedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.